I am doing great. I am actually, I just drove in from, I, we're both coming from out of town. Oh, I, yeah. uh, I was, I went to go celebrate my aunt's 50th birthday in Galveston. Oh, so yeah, go, drove in this morning, drove in this morning and I'm like, nice. I want to sleep at five in the morning. So I'm like, <gasps> oh you know what? Goodness. It's all good though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that life on the road, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you're also just, you know, you guys were on the road as well and you just, you know, came into town. So yeah, yeah. where are you guys just coming in. from? So we came from San Antonio. Okay. Yeah, last night we had a show with Zero, and the previous night we had Dallas. Nice. So tonight is the last uh, city on the tour, so I'm excited. How do you feel about coming and performing in Austin? I'm, oh, it's always a good vibe here. Yeah. You know, I, I usually come through a couple times a year and stuff, so I love the vibe in Austin, man. Like, I remember, like, one of the first times I came to Austin was, like, South by Southwest back in the day. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, that was cool. And that was just, like, as a spectator before I even made music, you know? So, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now, like, I just, uh, I did South by this past year. Mm-hmm. And I just hope to, like, get bigger and bigger shows, you know, eventually. South by is where it's at. Hey, yeah. you know what? You come around, and, you know, we'll probably, it won't be the first one we'll collaborate. But uh, before anything, I want to welcome the condecorated Latina rapper from El Paso, Crystal Poppin. Thank you. She's in the studio. Uh, Thank you guys. The reason why I wanted to invite you is because I followed your music for some time. I'm always really? looking out for for Mexican rappers. Nice. And you, I have a, a like my friend Drialindo. He does videos and he showed one of your videos and i was like yeah, and it was a the dior one dior, smell like dior yeah smell like dior and i was like and then you were like performing to it dancing to it and then you were also like having some some uh like i would say harmonizations to it so oh yeah it was like man you you, you got something right there and then i started getting more into your music and then um after that, I also started seeing you, you know, a couple of my classmates from, from Baja. Oh, yeah. The Ham Sisters. Yeah, the Ham Sisters. Shout out my Ham Sisters. Raquel, Karina, shout out. <laughs> but no, it's pretty cool. And then, you know, from that, it's just been like, how can I have her in, in the studio? And we got to, you know, we contacted your team and appreciate you being here. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just like, you know, I want to get like my story out there and I want to do as much interviews as I can because I think that now is time, you know, like now that everything's picking up and things yeah. are going really good right now. So I'm just excited to just, you know, come around and like let people know who I am. That's pretty cool. And then I think like the best way to do it sometimes is like smaller spaces like this podcast where. Yeah. It's not a two sec, two minute interview with yeah. in the TV. It's like a little more longer. Yeah. You know, sometimes some stories might be a little more vulnerable. You know, yeah. sometimes they're gonna know a little more. They're gonna know a little more. Ah, know a little more about you. But at the end of the day, like our uh, for us is you know our podcast is created to to bring out those stories to light and yeah. talk about you know football, vida and cultura, vida and cultura. You know, music. That's that's where it's at. And yeah. then. Um, before we get into your your story, we want to just give a couple of thanks to our listeners out there, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, Ghost TV. We appreciate you guys, and also uh, thank you to Still Austin for you know the whiskey. We're drinking okay. the whiskey and coke today, so straight. So cheers, salute. So my friends told me yesterday that I drink like a tío. 
Como, a ver. Because, uh, because I like the straight, I like straight liquor. I don't really like mixers okay. or, or a chasers or anything like that. So they went to the store. I usually drink Henny. Okay. And then for some reason, the liquor store didn't have Henny. So then I was, they were like, so what else do you want? And I was like, get some crown. And they're like, oh, the apple crown? And I was like, no, the original crown. And they're like, <laughs> they're like what? what? And I'm like, yeah, I like the original crown, no flavors in it, no nothing. And they're like, okay, Theo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what Henny, if you're out there, you know what? Someone's upcoming and they're getting bigger. So I be heading hey. up Henny. I be tagging them and stuff yeah. because I'm always, that's my shit. I mean, I'm sorry if I don't, I don't know. Nah, you can cuss. Like, it's cool. Okay, good. That's my shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love Hennessy. That's, I, I just think, like, it's my vibe. Yeah. It's, people are just like, oh, how could you drink that? And I'm just like, it's just, it just it's who me. you are. Like, yeah. It puts me, me my vibe. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, that's cool. Like, some, I know some, you know, like Crown, some like Jack, some mm -hmm. like just the Patron, but mm -hmm. hey, lo que caiga, that's, that's mm -hmm. how I am. Mm -hmm. um, let's go into, like, to get to know more about you, the life of Crystal. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of pretty cool stories, but I want to first start out with growing up in El Paso. How was your upbringing like and how did that shape the person you are right now? So El Paso is I love El Paso because it's like a small town, but it's like it it's getting bigger, you know, and you okay. can feel that you can feel like the changes happening, like from when I was little and like right now, I definitely feel like it's more, it's more today. There's more stuff happening around. And the crazy thing about El Paso is the place we are in Texas. We're so far from every other city in mm -hmm. Texas. Like I'm 12 hours from Houston. I love you know it. I mean? I'm nine hours from Dallas. Yeah. Like no one just like picks up and just goes to Dallas or anything like that, you know? Yeah. So, cause everything's so far. So I think that forest El Paso to be like its own thing, which is a beautiful thing. And we're also a border town. Mm -hmm. So I think that being on the border, it was, uh, it also allowed us to become this like melting pot of mm -hmm. like Mexican culture with American culture. So El Paso is a really special city. It's like, like the gem in the desert, I feel. And, um, growing up there was really cool. I feel like because we're so different and now that I make music, I'm able to like bring my culture like and integrate my culture into my music. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is allowing others to be like, oh, she's different. And it's because I come from somewhere that's different, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's really cool. Um, growing up, you know, like I just, I was kind of antisocial and stuff, but I feel like it helped me shape my character. Like I love who I am today okay. because of like the, the hardships I had growing up and mm -hmm. stuff, you know? So like single, uh, my mother was single mother because my father died when I was little. Mm -hmm. So like it forced us to like um live a different way than i was like you know i i knew my daddy passed away when i was about to be five so like when everything just changes like that you don't know like what like to what to expect yeah. or what to do like growing up without a father is really really hard but um i feel like my mom did a good job you know what i mean yeah. and i really found myself through the music honestly i was a lost kid but like music really saved my life so i think that I want to, I take like my career very seriously. Mm -hmm. I like, I do everything I can to make sure that I'm sharpening my skills all the time. I'm making sure that like, that I succeed in this career because you can work on this for 10, 15 years and nothing can come from it. And it's, True. it's happened time and time again. It's like, they, they call them casualties of the industry. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm very determined to not be a casualty of the industry and make sure that I, you know, bear fruit from, from my labor, like putting into this career. So that's one thing that I've noticed. I've, I've also been listening to a couple of podcasts where you're, you know, you're featured mm -hmm. and how you talk about 
you're serious about your craft. You're serious yeah. about like trying to find this, you know, tune in, like tune up every single, you know, knot that's might be loose or, you know what? But I think sometimes, uh, yeah, it, it, that is it. But also like you get to do something creative at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's like put out some dope ass music. You yeah, know? for sure. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Like it's crazy because it's so fun. You know, sometimes it's not fun. And yeah. I think that's why a lot of people quit when they do this is because sometimes it gets not fun. And you but because mm. there's some amazingly fun times that can come with a career like this. But when it's not fun, people people start start losing interest and they start like seeing that it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. But it's crazy because those are the times that like determine who's meant for this and who's not, you know. And I've I've definitely yeah. gone through several rough patches throughout the time that I've been making music. Like mm -hmm. there's been mm -hmm. several times where I felt like maybe other people would have quit, and I I just like I don't know this just like hope and this like belief in myself that I was like I can't quit. I don't care. I don't care if nothing's happening right now. I don't care how stagnant I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but I can't stop, you know, and I never did. So, and like say, whenever you get into a point where you're stagnant and also sometimes even you run out of ideas, or you mm -hmm. run into this creative block, what do you do to overcome it? What is something that, you know, Crystal's like, all right, let me just go back to the basics. And Oh yeah. Like whenever I feel stuck or uninspired, mm -hmm. like I, I force myself to do other things. Okay. Like for instance, if I'm just like, man, I feel like I'm in a funk and I haven't been inspired. I'm going to be just like, you know what? I'm not going to think like that. And I'm going to throw on music videos from, from artists that I love right now. And that I'm going to watch their music videos all day and literally just watching music videos from people that inspire me. I'll get inspiration. Mm. And then I'm like, I'm ready to write a song now. Yeah. You know, like whenever I feel stuck, I don't just sit there and be stuck. You know, mm. like I, I think of, okay, like, well, um, maybe I'm a little fatigued with music right now. So I'm going to watch a movie mm. that has nothing to do with music and I'll, I'll find inspiration in that. And then I'll throw on like a Tim Burton movie or like, you know, like Batman or whatever, mm. like uh, something that has nothing to do with music. And then I'll just like watch a movie. And then I, I think like, Oh, like I love the the color scheme of this scene, like, and then I just start getting inspired. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because anything I do, anything I watch, anything I listen to, I'm I'm noticing that I just I'm ready to be inspired at all mm -hmm. at all times. And you have to do that when you're an artist for sure, because in order for you to create art, you have to like you have to intake mm -hmm. in order to like put out. So I think that I'm aware of that, and because I'm aware of that, I'm always like looking for inspiration. You know, that's something that like talking about you know similar situation i guess we have um i have friends that are photographers they're video like videographers and then there's always this thing where you know sometimes there's stuff out there that's already been invented or you get ideas from that and there's nothing wrong with that mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure like for you sometimes you get an idea from the color of a video yeah and you want to implement that in your song yeah. and, and that sets the tone because when you're looking at a music video nowadays, like people don't really check it out. So you have to be very, very, very like, okay, uh, what's that word? Very uh, diligent and how you portray that tone and, and that even experience of that song and the lyric into the video. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, one thing that I, I, I read, well, not read, but I heard you say is you got into poetry before going into like rapping. And yeah. then from poetry, you started... Uh, rhyming yeah can you like share a little more about that oh yeah so i've always journaled like even like i remember being nine years old having a tiny little journal it's probably this big a little diary and it was like mm. pink and it was like fluffy and stuff you know it's like all cute and every time like i'd have just like like because i was also an emotional kid i was very mm. angry you know what i mean because like growing up 
growing up like being like the the kid that everyone picked on yeah. and then you know like not not really having like a lot of guidance like i was very emotional so like i remember like going home after school and just writing this little tiny diary and just mm -hmm. like expressing my emotions and stuff so i've always had that within me you know like mm -hmm. being a writer and stuff i've been won a few competitions in like elementary school for writing Jeez. you know what i mean like i won yeah. an essay competition i won a competition like an i was like best author of the year like because we we had to write books the whole school like wrote books and mm -hmm. like it was a competition and i won so like i feel like writing's always been in me you know so um that's just something I did. And then as like I start going through like my teenage years and start experiencing like rejection within mm -hmm. like my peers and stuff like that, that forced me to start writing in a different way, you know. And then I think that that's how it started turning into raps. And then um, once I had like a. I just had like notebooks of like raps and stuff. And then mm -hmm. I started like, I went, I'd pull up to parties and, you know, once I had a few drinks in and like, then I'd start, then I'd start freestyling. Liquid like, courage. Start huh? Yeah. Liquid <laughs> courage. That's all I needed. And then I'd start, I'd start rapping. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that's how, that's really how it all kind of like happened. Do you remember like your first rhyme? My first rhyme? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't remember my first rhyme, but I do remember my first song. Yeah. Yeah. My first song was called Talk of the Town. Okay. And I made it in my bedroom. And it was cool because I feel like everyone's first song, like, you know, you're embarrassed. I think everyone's embarrassed of their first song, but yeah. I think like looking back, I'm proud of it because the point of view I had in that song was kind of just like, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be something one day and everyone's gonna regret like how they treated me. And I think like, that's who I am still today. And I'm very proud of the fact that I, I at least knew that about myself back mm -hmm. then when I started. I, uh, it kind of goes with, I was listening to, to one episode where you were talking about how you created a lot of rejection or even people looking on you into like some sort of revenge. Yeah. But it, it, it was in a positive way, though. Like, yeah. if you're looking at it, like, you're you're coming from a, maybe a dark place, and from that, you're trying to find creativity and turn that into art. Yeah, And that's, for like, sure. for me, that's, that's like, the best way to turn some, like, a bad situation into, you know, something yeah. positive. Yeah. Because now, I'm pretty sure with some of your music, you're influencing women out there to, mm -hmm. to uh, somehow have a better day just by listening to one of your songs Yeah, because sure. you believe in what you're actually saying because you experienced that before. Yeah, for sure. And I love that. I love when people come around and tell me like, Oh my God, this song, I love it. Like it's crazy. Cause I'll be in the club in the middle of the club. This yeah. literally happened one time. And this, this girl came up to me, super dope girl. Like she was kind of gangster too. You know what yeah. I mean? And, I, and then she was like, I fucking love you. And I was like, I love you too. And like, I gave her a big old yeah. hug and stuff. And she's like, you know what's my favorite song of yours? And I thought she was gonna say like back into it, like one of one of the trap booty songs, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And she pulls out her phone and she shows me, and it's one of my songs called Hennessy. Mm -hmm. And it's like a very introspective, deep song. You know, it's a very deep song, like mm -hmm. something that you can listen to. It's about like abusing alcohol to like get rid of your your pain yeah. and she's like this is my favorite song and i was like wow like Steep. that's your favorite song like yeah. it, and it impressed me because i was just like well you never know who's gonna like what song yeah you know what i mean and i love the fact that she showed me that one because i was like those are the ones that i feel like are gonna live longer than i am you know what i mean because so. there's there's a story behind it like yeah. you know there's they're gonna be the classics yeah exactly the class so. there are kp classics there you right? go they're dead and I, I still have a whole vault of kp classics that i haven't dropped and um i'm excited for all of that to come out for sure a lot of like because i feel like i love putting out music like that because yeah. that's who i am that's who i really at the at my core like i'm someone who who 
feels, who knows how to feel and knows how to express those feelings. And it helps other people who don't know how to express their feelings. So mm. I love those songs. So expect way more of those from me for sure. Indeed, we are. Um, one nothing is you're you're a rapper, of course. You have to rhyme. We also have to perform, dance to some of the songs, and you also have to sing to some of the songs. But yet, you also have touched on other genres like electronic. Yeah. How is it that for you? Like, how how can you you know? Because you become a multifaceted artist with your craft. Like, you're not just sticking to one genre. Like, and I think like that's a key nowadays for artists. You have to be able to at least maneuver, find a Google room to where, okay, I can do more than just a rap song. Yeah. So um, I was talking about this with one of my friends, actually, and he was kind of like, because I was kind of telling him, like, what's my sound? And he's like, you don't you don't have like like a sound musically because you are your sound. And I was mm -hmm. like, what do you mean? And he was like. It's not that you put out a song and it sounds like the the last song you put out. Every song you're on sounds like you mm. and you make it your own, whether it's EDM, whether it's it's straight up hip hop, mm -hmm. trap, whatever I'm doing. Like he's like, it sounds like you, you know, so like you're making the song. And I was like, that's really cool because I feel like I can make multiple genres of music and just like do my thing and like kind of be present in that world. Like mm -hmm. how would I sound in that world? And I love that. I f and. I love music just in general. And I've also listened to a bunch of different music. Okay. Like I didn't just grow up listening to hip hop. I grew up listening to a bunch of music. And I think that you can like all of those influence influences come out mm -hmm. through like through me whenever I am writing and creating. And I think that's really dope. You know, I think that it's cool because, you know, you don't know what to expect from me. You know, are we going to get a rap, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a rock in the future? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I already yeah. kind of flipped over one of my songs to rock before. I okay. kind of like have some rock feeling kind of songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remixed Rihanna's um, Bitch Better Have My Money. Yeah. And I turned it into a rap rock song. OK. You know, so like I definitely would. I really want a band one day. I really want to tour the band and just like have like a live feel more mm -hmm. eventually. And um, um, yeah, that's just like my dream to be touring around and like a tour bus with a band and, you know, I'm going to make it happen. And I feel like my music will lend to that kind of style. I, I, I think it does because it's different when you're, you know, touring with DJ in a soundtrack, but when you're touring with a band, the, the, the vibe is just different mm -hmm. because yeah. the drummer can be in a good day and he can just go at it. You know, mm -hmm. he can even be the bass player, the guitar yeah. player. Um, and then there's some things that because it's there, like the instruments are there, some songs can hold a harmony, you know, uh, transitions. Mm -hmm. You can go from. So I don't know. I, I just think of it as as uh, touring with the live band. I've seen it and it, it, it gives a little more depth. For sure. To your craft. And now you also feel it more like yeah. as a listener, as an audience member, I definitely feel like the music hits you because it's actual instruments being played versus mm. a track. Yeah, yeah. And I want to give that experience to my audience eventually for sure. You also had a, I can't remember, but it's a violin player and you were like oh, going yeah. at it. That was, yeah, that's Tom, pretty dope. My, my, I mean, my boy Thompson, shout Thompson. out Thompson. <laughs> How can you uh, keep up with the rhythm of violin and still going at it? Like it, it was, It's not easy. Yeah. You know, it's not easy. You definitely, you definitely got to be like, you know, like I was, I, I think I was like trying to keep count in my head or something like that. I played violin when I was five too. So okay. that's funny. Right, I hope but, too, um, it was crazy, but I don't know. Like, I think just 
I, I think the fact that I'm not here just to be a rapper, I'm here as a music mm-hmm. lover. Okay. I think all that, just my appreciation for music makes, it, it allows me to be like, I can like dive into that. Like, oh, there's a violin. Like, like I can find myself comfortable in to like contribute to that mm-hmm. sound or to that instrument, whatever it is, for sure. Um, what, another, the one thing I want to touch on is also, uh, as a Latina rapper, uh, I know the, you know, the, the rap industry, the hip hop industry, it's, mm-hmm. it's still, it's, it's gotten better over time, but it's, you know, it used to be predominantly male dominated. Yeah. Um, as a woman, how's that been for you? But also as a Latina woman, like what's the, the vibe you get back from, from the Latino people out there? Um, so I think just being a female rapper period is hard because people don't want to give you your credit no matter how good you are. They mm. just like simply like they don't want to listen to you just because you're a female, first of all. Second of all, once they find out you're a Latina, mm-hmm. then that's a double like, I don't want to listen to you because you're Latina. You know what I mean? Because um, it's just really hard, you know, like like we're we're having to like step into this genre. Like we mm-hmm. we grew up listening to it and we want to be a part of it, but we didn't start it. We've been a part of it, you but know. It's not something that it's not was something like yeah, yeah. And and I appreciate the people who do allow me in the space, mm-hmm. you know, and accept me in the space. But I hope everyone can understand that I appreciate I appreciate the genre, mm-hmm. um, and I've grown up in this like it's not something that i just like it's not like i was listening to corridos my whole life and now i want to rap like that's not how it happened Uh like my mom and my dad were hip-hop heads like i think all i i didn't even know there was like when i was like probably up until like six i probably Mm -hmm. didn't listen to nothing but rap and like oldies you know what i mean like that Mm -hmm. was my world and then like once i started getting into like middle school that's when i started learning about rock band you know i started listening to green day and like uh good charlotte like people like that you know like Mm -hmm. i started getting into that like the doors led zeppelin all that that was like me on my own but i grew up listening to rap Mm -hmm. so the fact that i can do that now i really feel like it's a part of me so that's why i feel like i i belong in the space as well um it's just hard, but I do think that now the female rappers being celebrated m- right now the most that I've ever seen. Yeah. I feel like female rappers are on top right now, and I think it's because we're tired of taking everyone's shit, and we're really giving you, like, like, like our grievances. Mm-hmm. We're expressing, like, like our, our emotions, and we're tired of it. We're putting our foot down, and I think that's why the music's so good, because it's coming from a real place. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I can't wait to see where where the female rapper t- goes. I can't wait to see where the Latina rapper goes. You know what I mean? A lot of girls are opening doors right now. Shout out to another product she's opening. She's been opening a lot of doors. She's doing stuff yeah. that like Latina rappers haven't seen before. So I think that's really cool. And I'm just yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited. Exactly. I know I'm she's, excited she's to she's be a part the, of everything. It's not the product. Like she's she's been killing it. Um, yeah. But the fact that she's also been connecting not just with the like you know. The U.S. side of the industry, but also the Mexican side of the industry. Yeah. Um. She's, and then she's um, she's rapped in Spanish. She's mm-hmm. done some pretty bad, like badass stuff in Spanish. Yeah. But I think a lot of it is just like she's sort of opening a precedent for what's to come next for yeah. every other artist that comes. And I mean, nothing is also like she's she's gay, so that adds another like for her could be you know sometimes a hurdle because they won't take her serious, but. That is also changing. Um, yeah, definitely now, especially now, especially now in these times. Yeah. You know, we're seeing, we're seeing people do do amazing things now. Yeah. Like maybe years 
even five years ago, like people wouldn't expect, you know? So that's really cool to see too. Yeah, that is, that is true. And then also, uh, what is something that like, for example, as a Latina, you feel like you, you know, you, you think it's as a reward being an artist and as a rapper or a musician and what is sort of a, an obstacle you faced? Like what have I faced like as a rapper? Or just uh, like saying you're in your craft or in the industry, like what is something that you're like, it's just a tough cookie to, you know, to deal with. Um, a big thing I've noticed um, for sure is that sometimes Latinos will get involved in the industry and then the industry doesn't know what to do with us. Uh, you know what I mean? Because they're not familiar with our culture. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you get like ex- executives and people who like are not familiar and they make you th- do things that they think you're supposed to do. And then it just doesn't hit mm-hmm. the way they think that it's supposed to. And I really hope that that can change by more Latinos getting into the industry. We, we need more Latino managers, more Latino A&Rs, more Latinos just in the labels. You know what I mean? Because uh, I saw that Hot Cheeto movie. You see the Hot Cheeto movie? The uh, Flaming Hot? I haven't seen it so, yet. Look, so right? What She's happens the in the movie is... Um, the, the main guy, he's trying to introduce the Hot Cheeto product to, to like, the CEOs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to let him know. He's like, you don't know my people. He's like, I know my people. Yeah. And I know what they like. And I know this is what they're going to like. And he was right. You know, mm-hmm. so that's kind of like what I'm saying. It's like you can have you, you can have all the talent in the world being a Latino in the industry. But if no one knows how to move you around, you're not going to get far. And I think that's a big problem for sure that I've personally experienced, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that that holds us a lo- that holds a lot of us back. Mm-hmm. And I just hope to uh, eventually later on, a couple years down the line, when I do decide to retire, mm-hmm. uh, I want to still be involved in the music industry, but maybe as like someone who can bring other art develop other artists maybe mm-hmm. be a manager maybe be an A&R maybe work at a label or something you know eventually down the line but um yeah I definitely think that more Latinos need to get into the industry and mm-hmm. I think we we lack representation for sure I feel like there's some sort of disconnect in the Latino industry from especially in music because it's either rock uh banda mm-hmm. or regional but you know the tra- the, the the rap part it's like they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And then you're going into, like, say, a record label. And I think even Snow faced a situation where they wanted her to be a certain way. And she's like, right. nah, bro, like, I want to be my own, like, see? you know, my own person, like, my own, you know, like, product. Yeah. And I can see where that is coming from because whenever you don't understand someone's culture, it's, it's hard. And I imagine yeah. what it happened to the rappers in the past. Exactly. You know, like, what did they have to go through for them to actually get their message through and let people know like no dude we're not gonna be do like like putting out something that is not us yeah and, and nowadays i feel like every time we think of you know urbano rap you know hip-hop you always have everybody oh you know using carol g you know as an example but it's like it's not just her like there's more out there like there's yeah, someone that can actually rhyme sure. and put out like a good you know song rapping about it you know yeah, and, sure. and giving a story like that there's a lot of stories on, that are untold um the one one person i feel like she's doing pretty good is becky g yeah mm-hmm. um how she's bringing out her la lifestyle to the world yeah. and how is you know she's not apologetic about it you know yeah, i and, love that and she's starting to blend in like some of the culture from mexico here mm-hmm. and hopefully hopefully the connection will be 
those peso plumas, Javito Ballesteros, you know, yeah. those kids that still know what's going on, like in, in a deep, deep Mexican, like, you know, purist. Yeah. And the, like American, like Mexican American, you know, Chicano culture. Yeah, for sure. I feel like once that blends in more and more, you start seeing more of those collaborations, mm -hmm. then the the whole, everybody in the world, outside of the, in the world, they're going to understand, like, okay, like, this is who we are besides partying. You know, we have stories as well. Yeah, exactly. And, like, for example, like your story, like, being able to portray like you know i was talking to my cousin and he was in japan and one of the peso pluma songs came out and it was like not the best like known one and it's like it's so weird how we come this far and i'm like okay this is the beginning now imagine if we continue to just put out some good shit like how oh. how far is it gonna get you know yeah for sure so, definitely i yeah. think like latinos definitely need to also focus on their craft you know mm -hmm. i think that making a good product is important you know, I think a lot of times people start doing music and they get caught up with everything else except yeah. the music. And I think that that's a big problem as well. Like you're you're caught up with the lifestyle, with the looks, with the jewelry, with the clothes, yeah. with the girls, with the parties. And it's like you never make time for the studio. You never make time to study. You're never actually you're never actually like making progress within the actual music. And I think we need to focus on that a lot more for sure. It's very similar how in the soccer world, like it's also where they focus so much on all, everything outside of soccer, but the sport itself, there's no growth. Exactly. I mean, the business part is great. Like there's players making money, getting paid good. They have, you know, they're wearing all these big brands, which is great. Yeah. But when it comes to going to the World Cup, they don't know what the fuck to do because exactly. they've never been in a situation where they have to compete in a high level against uh, an English team, against, uh, you know, a German team or against uh, uh, a Dutch team. Yeah. So imagine, like, sometimes as Latinos, we want to be in these spaces, but we don't work in our shit, yeah. you know. Like what you are saying earlier, we don't know how to dive into those tough situations or how do we, you know, deal with you know adversity or like earlier like you know sometimes you're stagnant and you don't know like you're stuck like what can you do next yeah i think after you find a place where you're stuck you're like that, that's it i'm done yeah I'm people it's, it's like this is my moment to give up and it's just like no that's your moment to go harder yeah exactly you know? exactly like you weren't giving up when things were good you know like this is this is a time to prove it to yourself yeah i love to do that i love to like prove it to myself and i like no like i feel like all my juice is gone like, what do I do next? What else could I possibly say? And then, you know, and then I'm like, I'm like, no, like, I, I'm going to find it somewhere. And then, boom, I make my next song, you know? Then you've been dropping, like, a lot of, you know, good songs. But you've also been featuring with several artists. Baby Bash is one. Yeah, I know Jenny69. Yeah. Uh, GT Garza. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to continue to drop it. But, like, the fact that, you know, like, you're doing stuff with other people, it's great. And then you're going to perform with Zero, who yeah. is, a, a, you know, a... A legend in Houston. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, but I want to, like, you know, if, if we get a chance, know about, like, how, how those collaborations, how do they, you know, come to uh, fruition? Like, what, what, is, what is the process like whenever you guys think of a, a collaboration or a featuring with another artist? So a lot of my features actually happen because I have personal relationships okay. with these people, you know? So, like, 
I've been around Bash for a couple years already now, and I've actually hopped on some of his songs before, but I've always waited for the right moment to ask him to be on one of mine. And then, you know, I just wanted to build our relationship and make sure that we were on, you know, just kind of let him know, like, like I respect you and I appreciate everything that you have done for the culture. And I wanted the right songs to come around. And when I finally made the right song and I felt like, you know what, I think it's time. And I just sent it to him. And mm-hmm. it was like, it was so easy to like make it happen simply because of our relationship. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Um, Jenny six, nine, like she's someone that like I'm had met in person and we just like loved each other, like right off the bat. It was so cool. Like the way we met and everything. And then we just started following each other. And then, you know, I think like, Mm-hmm. two maybe three years passed and then that's when she was like let's get on a song you know so it was just kind of like things like that like where maybe like you meet someone and you want to uh, a collab right away and they don't give it to you and then people like oh then then fuck them you know i'm yeah. like and it's like, nah, like you shouldn't look at it like that. You should look at it like, oh, like I made first contact. Like that's the first step. Like, mm-hmm. let me start working on a relationship. And sometimes people that people prefer to feature do features like that. Yeah. Like they don't want to just give out features to everybody. You know, it just doesn't happen. But I think that definitely working networking is a big thing for mm-hmm. sure. And I think that all of my collabs have pretty much been about the networking I did for a long time. Mm-hmm. I have a song with Paul Wall that's uh, going to come out, but him too like i remember meeting him when i first went to houston in 2019 mm-hmm. wanting him on a track obviously but it barely happened right now you know what i mean so you got to really work your you got to re- work your work your people work your connections yeah. don't let your connections die you got to nurture your connections for sure make sure you're checking on people make sure you're supporting make sure you're liking and make sure you, you're letting them know like mm-hmm. um I, i'm not just here to get something from you like i'm here and I want to work with you because I respect you mm-hmm. and because I support you. You know what I mean? That's like, I think that's why, like, similar to what I, how it is here, where we we had a hundred and, by this time it was 102 episodes. Mm-hmm. And a good amount of those is just networking with people. Like, yeah. But not just work, networking with them just that day, but also as time goes by, whether it's barbers, whether it's artists, muralists, uh, musicians, uh, luckily we've been fortunate to where you know it's easier now because you have social media yeah it's easy to drop a like it's easy to do a reshare yeah. i'm pretty sure they appreciate it and yeah then, for sure um yeah, and that's i think that's the goal for me is like anything that touches austin like let it you know come through but it's not just whenever they come one time but it's also like how can make it we can make this shit grow and one day like who knows maybe do an event where the artists that were here are you know playing in the same place like mm-hmm. that that would be something badass um but the networking is, and I'm also like not giving up when someone says, not yet, let's wait for another time. Exactly. You know? like, and don't take it personal. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you never know like how hectic someone's life is, yeah, yeah. you know, like so maybe it's just not right now. And I never take things personal. I never get offended when someone's just like, you know, not right now. And I'm just okay, cool. Like I know, like I'm going to work towards, towards it to when mm-hmm. the time is right. You know, like I'll be ready. Yeah. And then, like, you know, Jenny69, like, she's gotten a lot of hate. But the mm-hmm. fact that, like, whenever she, whenever she first, first dropped her song, I was like, okay, I want to see, this is a, you know, I like the, the rhythm of it for it. I like everything that's going around it. Now, let's see if she can drop another song. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a year later, she came out with another song. Mm-hmm. And then she came out with uh, Papaya. And now with, like, mm-hmm. in, the, in, in the one where you guys are featured in, that's, you know, I'm like, okay. 
I believe her. I believe her. No matter she's what people say, music. like she's she's showing up. She wants to. She's showing yeah. up. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Honestly, people don't drop even that many songs. I say they're artists. Yeah. You know, a lot of people drop one song a year, and that's it. And that's yeah. it. And like, I'll see you next year. And it's like, no, bro. Like, you need to put music out. Like, you need to con- be consistent. Yeah. You know, I'm. And she's been consistent. She's serious about it. She loves it. And she says this is her dream. And like, I think that people need to recognize that. You know, yeah. she's working for it. I think for me, it's whenever somebody's putting that work, you got to give them some respect. You got to give them their props. You can't just be all hate all the time. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, what would you rather have people do? Like sit at home on the couch, you know, like yeah, just scrolling and scrolling online. Like, no, like we're out here getting it. Like we're working, we're showing up, we're present, we're putting product out. Like, like mm-hmm. give us our props, you know, like we're, we're here. Nah, that's good. That's good. Um, and just one more thing. It's uh, before we, we go, uh, what is, what are your, you know, upcoming projects? What do you have next? I know you have a song with Pablo that, you know, yeah. we will not talk about later on, yeah. but it's just like, uh, what, what is, what's next for, for Crystal Puppet? So literally what's like coming up next, I got a, a bunch of features, you know, Pablo is one of them. I got one with um, my boy, AK the savior, who is a member of the underachievers. Okay. Um, I have, I'm going to do the halftime show at the UTEP football game this coming Friday. Yes. Nice. I'm excited for that. Um, my, I'm in a movie and it's going to premiere in Texas in El Paso. Okay. This coming Saturday. So that's really cool. My whole city is going to be able to see it. My mom's going to be able to see me on the, in the movie, you know, like on the big screen. So that's really exciting. And yeah, acting. Yeah, I'm in acting now. I love it. Acting now. So it's really cool. Yeah. Um, that movie is getting shopped around to a lot of film festivals mm-hmm. right now. So we're hoping it gets picked up like by Netflix or Hulu mm-hmm. or, you know, whoever like is interested. Imagine really... next year you're performing and also doing a panel because of your movie, the South by. Exactly. Yeah. That's what dude. That's literally what we we're talking about last night. Yeah. That's crazy. They're like, cause the first week they say you're going to be running around showing your, your movie. Yeah, yeah. And then next week you're going to run around and be performing. And I'm just like, ah, oh, that's so <laughs> sick. Like I would love to do that. Expect that. Expect um, more, like bigger features, more uh, videos, mm-hmm. more like more consistently as well. I think that I'm also catching this groove of like dropping, and I think like I'm gonna be able to drop so much more music than I have been able to in the past. So that's really exciting. Um, and just you know, expect expect me to get bigger and better because the only reason I wake up in this world is to, to show up to work and that's it. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> that's the only reason I wake up, eat, breathe, sleep. That's the only reason. <laughs> and drop some more, some more good sheet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the last one question is being busy, doing a lot of things. I like talking about mental health and, you know, asking the question, what do you do to remain sane and, you know, just stay grounded and, you know, be, be um, at the end of the day, be a human being. So I absolutely take like, um disconnection days okay. where like i don't i try not to think about music that day i try not to like like look be on my phone i really don't try to be on social media it's usually sundays so usually sundays like I, i'll leave the social media alone unless i really have to post you know okay so don't come for me if i do post on a sunday all i'm trying to say is i try to take those breaks on sundays and i try to go see my parents and mm-hmm. i try to see my mom my grandma, my family, I go to her house. She usually cooks on Sunday because she's off. And mm. I just spend time with my family, my my niece, my nephews. like, And I just try to enjoy my time with them and totally forget that I'm crystal popping. You know what I mean? And just, like, really, like, come back to to me. 
and I try to do that every Sunday. And um, I think that's really helped me because before I like mm-hmm. um, made that like promise to myself that I was going to do that, like it was so like my life just seemed like like a big old like blur. You know, like there was no beginning, no end. It was always just like, go, 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 go. And I was getting burnt out. And then that, and then I was rarely seeing my family. And there was, there was times where I had it. My mom, I remember one time she called me, she's like, you forgot I'm alive. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you haven't talked to me in three weeks. And I was like, whoa, it's been three weeks. And that's when I was like, nah, like I'm going to, I'm going to have a day Mm -hmm. to like dedicate to my family and to being disconnected from from my career and who I, what I'm working on, and then I, I that's what I decided to do, and I think that it's really helped me because now I have something to look forward to. I love Mondays. Yeah. I freaking love Mondays yeah. because it's How back so? to the grind. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. I wake up on a Monday and I'm like, boom, put the coffee pot on, and I start going through my list of things that I need to knock mm-hmm. out. I'm editing, I'm recording, I'm writing, I'm doing something like it's back. I, I'm I'm really addicted to my work, and that's a beautiful thing. I love what I do. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So. I think that's what it is. And I think that's important. So no matter what you do, I think that if you can't take a full day to yourself, like definitely take, like make sure you give yourself that time to yourself. Mm-hmm. Take, take that moment to just like stop and like regroup and like breathe and like self care because you can't, you can't go hundred all the time because it's going to hurt you in the end, you know? So it's crucial. Yeah. It's crucial. So if Crystal's saying it, yeah. And she has time, so can you. Yes, you got to make time. <laughs> you got to make time. Make time. You got to make time. Well, Crystal, I honestly, I appreciate you coming by uh, right before you're about to go perform. Uh, yes. Thank you. It's uh, a recording that I've been like looking forward to, like I said earlier. And uh, now nah, I hope that this is not just the first one, that the next one will just be because you're going to be talking about your movie and you're going to be, you know, about to perform at South By. Yeah. Um, but just know that like in our space, we'll do everything possible to reshare like everything that has to do with your craft and you know appreciate your team as well for coming and you know and 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 showing up and also duke thank you for you know helping me out he's part of Fotra por favor now he's going to be behind the scenes um the reason why a little bit is because i did two recordings last wednesday back to back Mm -hmm. and i forgot some stuff and i'm like okay i need help (laughs) oh okay that's That's good yeah it's good to have a team you know oh yeah it's a talented individual um Patito Malo PR. Bueno, <laughs> <laughs> so. raza, se cuidan, se portan bien y arriba la América. <laughs>